when the days are counting down to the brand new year. There's only a few days left to make good on last year's New Year's resolution. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and as always, I'm joined by Father Time himself, Mr. Tommy Fierro. Tommy, happy early New Year, brother. <laughs> happy early New Year, man. Father Time, I like that. Father Time. I mean, it's that time of year where we start talking about the calendar ticking away, and as we were just discussing before the show went live on the air, thank goodness we're not getting any older. Or as you said, we're just getting better looking with time. And so we'll count our blessings there. You know that one, brother. But uh, hey, man, before we start today's podcast, and today is going to be a, a fun topic, we are going to do the 1988 WWF year in review. Since it's the end of the year and it's the last episode, I figure it'd be a cool way to close out a full year of podcasting here. Uh, almost. I think we're like three episodes away from a full year. Um, I thought it'd be cool to do a year review episode. And, 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 and Jay, you just said right before we went on the air, a, a great year. We picked 1988. So much stuff went down. And uh, that, that is the, the mist in the middle of the golden era of the WWF. So if you want to share your moments, your favorite memories of 1988 in the WWF with us, you guys can give us a call right now on the slam line area code five, one, six, five, nine, five, eight, two, nine, five. Again, that's five, one, six, five, nine, five, eight, two, nine, five. Real quickly. I just want to say, um, thank you so much for all your support with the podcast this year. Um, I really, I'm really, really, really blown away by uh, how it took off, Jane. How popular it became, and 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 you know, we 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 talked about it several months ago. There's been several times in 2021, several times. It might be more than 10 that uh, we landed in the top 10 uh, for the week for the most listened to pro wrestling podcast on iTunes, and uh, and in some countries, Jay. Uh, you, we were in number one. I know, like, like the weirdest places. So, I just want to say thank you so much for the show. Uh, uh, you guys listening to it, and and I'm just blown away by how many people listen to it, man. Like, I have people come in the store all the time, and I, I've never even seen them before. Uh, they've been their first time here, and then then they're leaving. They're like, uh, I really enjoy the podcast, or you know, people that are you know I'm friends with that, even though listen to it. And then check this out, Jay. I've read to tell you this right before. We went on the air uh, a couple of days ago. I got a DM from a, a, a high, high, high WWE main event level wrestler. Um, he, he actually follows me on the 80s wrestling account on Twitter. And he had DM me saying he listened to the past episode and he loved it. So that, when I tell you who it is off the air, you're going to think it's really cool. So it's awesome how people are listening to it. And I, I, I guess people gravitate towards it, Jay, because everyone loves that era of wrestling. If you're our age, uh, I'm, I'm 44. You're, you're right around the same age. Uh, people, we grew up on that era and it, there's never going to be anything like it again. And if you're a wrestling fan and especially from that time frame, you can talk about it for hours and hours and hours. Just so many unbelievable memories. Back then, everyone was a superstar from Hulk Hogan to Macho Man to Jake the Snake to Ted DiBiase. Everyone was a star. So uh, I, I just want to say thank you so much, everyone, for listening all year long. And, and I have enjoyed it immensely. And, and I do think it's a, a big part of the growth of the success that we've been doing with the, the uh, 80s virtual signings and, and now my other projects with 
the store and ISPW now, it, it seems like everyone's listening to the podcast that are following these other um, things I'm doing. So if that's the truth, it looks like it is. I mean, um, I, I can't say enough how much the podcast means to me and, and, and how surprised I am. It's been such a driving vehicle this year. Very well said, Tommy. It is always fun when you get the chance to sit around with a group of, of friends and talk about something you're passionate about. And that's what I view this podcast is. We're sitting around with our friends from all over the globe, and we get to talk about the golden era of professional wrestling. And today we're talking about 1988. Now, in the timeline of life, 1988 keeps getting a little further away, but I like to think a little closer in our hearts. And so we're going to go to the slam line because we got a bunch of calls hanging on hold already waiting to share their take. So we're going to kick off the show by going to your neck of the woods. We're going back to Butler, New Jersey to talk to our good friend, Danny. Danny, welcome back to the show, brother. Tommy, jumping Jay, uh, hope you guys had a Merry Christmas and uh, wish you guys a a wonderful and prosperous uh, 2022 going forward. Awesome, man. Thank you. Hey, Jay, check it out. Uh, Danny from Butler was in the Wrestling Collector yesterday, and he picked up a holy grail, brother. He picked up the 1987 WWF Survivor Series program yesterday. Uh, Danny from Butler now owns it, courtesy of the Wrestling Collector. That is fantastic, Danny. Good pickup, brother. I got to know, Danny, you call in the show so often, it's not going to be long until someone asks for your autograph when you're hanging out at the the wrestling collector has Tommy set you up with a table or a booth yet so that you can do a meet and greet. <laughs> uh, nah, nah, I haven't, I haven't got that. Uh, I haven't got that far yet, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like nervous about that. Cause like I said, to be honest with you, my, uh, my penmanship hasn't always been great. So I might have to get one of those stamp uh, autographs <laughs> going forward. If I'm ever offered that opportunity. I love it. Awesome, man. Yeah. We're talking 1988, Danny. And I know, I know that's a big one for you, man. Your 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 heart is in '80s wrestling, and I know right during that time frame. I mean, you're talking about WrestleMania four era all around that time. What 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 is? I mean, I'm sure there's a thousand of them you can think of, but if I say 1988 WWF, what's the first thing that pops in your head? Well, uh, like you said, that's a that's a pretty broad topic. Uh, 1988, you're going to figure out. You know, coming off the heels of uh, 87, which really, uh, I guess, took off uh, professional wrestling as far as the golden days, you know, coming off of WrestleMania 3, um, you know, coming off, you know, the, you know the, the initial Survivor Series, you know, all that stuff from 87 that happened. Uh, 88, that was a big transition a year. As you guys know, um, 88, you kind of, they, they started kind of transitioning away from Hulk Hogan a bit. You know, he went away. I think he took some time off to do uh, No Holds Barred, and, you know, the, the torch was passed to Randy, which was which he did a phenomenal job. But, you know, 88 was so big. You know, you had the initial Royal Rumble. Um, that was the very first one. Um, obviously, you know, the, the main event leading up to WrestleMania when uh, the, you know, the twin referees screwing Hogan out of the title that, you know, set the stage for the tournament. Um, you had, you know, it's, it's, like I said, so, so much that happened that year. You had uh, two you know, uh, historic reigns, you know, you had, you know, Honky Tonks Intercontinental title rate, then you had Demolition's uh, historic tag team title run, which in my opinion today, you know, is still the 
the record. I don't really, I really kind of don't count New Day's breaking that uh, uh, almost 30 years later. But you know, you have two iconic reigns, you know. And then obviously you go look at it. You say just look at the superstars that started coming up. You know, you had Ultimate Warrior who was who was red hot, and you know who who could forget his uh, SummerSlam win against the Honky Tonk in a, in a historic fashion that you know that set him up for the next few years, you know, obviously leading up to WrestleMania six, but like the 88 was just a, a tremendous year and follow up a, another great year in 87, you know, macho man, you know, taking the reins and, you know, just, I think he did, I think he did a, a tremendous job, you know, filling, you know, filling those uh, big shoes of Hulk and when he took his uh, time out. So like I said, I could keep going on and on, but like I said, those are the moments that stick out to me the most uh, from 88. Awesome, man. Awesome. And, and again, yeah, there's a thousand other things we could talk about, but you, I mean, you summed it up pretty good. Uh, really good, actually, as you always do, Danny. And I just want to thank you so much. You've been probably our most loyal listener. I mean, there's, there's several. I'm, I'm one of my, one of our most loyal listeners. And I know that you call up on this every week. Uh, since this is the last episode of the year, man, we just want to say thank you so much for all your support this year. And we look forward to having you a part of the podcast for a long time to come next year, brother. Well, you know, like I said, I, I I look forward to this every week. This is a somewhat therapeutic to me to you know get on the phone and uh, talk to you guys about something that I grew up, you know, that was it was a passion of mine. You know, to this day, it still is. You know, not as much the product today, but just going back and you know thinking about you know my childhood and all those iconic moments that you know that we you know that that are legendary. Is you know it's fun to talk to two guys that are so knowledgeable and so passionate about it and. You know, like I said, it's uh, you guys keep up keep up the good work, Tommy. I know, you know, you have some big things coming up with the store, with ISPW moving forward to 2022. So I know you're gonna keep uh, hitting it out of the ballpark, and uh, you're gonna keep you two guys are gonna keep delivering, uh, and it'll hopefully you guys uh, hit number one uh, within this year with the you know wrestling podcast. So you guys keep up the good work, and like I said, uh, I hope you guys are happy and healthy 2022. Thank you so much, Danny. Thank you, too, you brother. Same to you. Danny from Butler, he always knows his stuff, Tommy, and he always kicks off the show with just great points. And I love his point about demolition in his mind still having the longest run, that he doesn't really view the New Day's run as kicking it off. And I, I love demolition. They are my go-to World Wrestling Federation tag Me team. Too. And I know it was a different era, and so to compare title reigns, gets a little hard to do, but if you're a diehard wrestling fan from this era, it doesn't get much cooler than seeing Demolition come to the aisle or walk down that aisle to the ring with those belts strapped around their waist. Um, Absolutely, man. And one, and one of the things, before we go to the next call, real quickly, uh, one word that Danny said that, that really struck at me at the end there was he said, my childhood. And, and I think that we, we're all thinking that when we're talking and, and that's why maybe we are so passionate about it because, you know, wrestling fans are a different breed, man. I know I've probably said this in the past a while ago on, on the podcast, but we're just a different breed. I don't care if you're a wrestler, if you're a promoter, if you're a fan, a referee, a ring announcer, once it's in your blood, it's very, 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 very hard uh, to get it out of your blood. And, and, and I'm the perfect example of that, man. I tried so hard 
at 2010, I, I went away and, and did some other stuff. And then it just, I just started doing the, the 80s wrestling social media accounts for fun just to feel like I was connected to it. And then it snowballed into today. But what I'm saying is, like, we, we all kind of gravitate towards each other. Like, it's like you could talk to hours about someone. It's just, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's just, it's just wrestling fans and people that are involved in wrestling are just a completely different animal uh, than, than other people. I agree. It's it's a common thread that people can share, and then it's like, if you can start having a conversation about old school wrestling with somebody, like it doesn't matter where you're from, what you guys do for a living, you have a common language, and you can sit there and you can reminisce about all the, the good feelings that that brings back up, and we're going to keep that conversation happening now on this show by flying out to the West Coast and visiting with our good friend, Brian the Brain from Chico, California. Brian, welcome back. Hey, thanks so much, Jumpin' Jay, Tommy Wildfire Fierro. Uh, love talking to you guys, and uh, shout-out to Dangerous Danny from Butler. My God, I, I love listening to Danny. He's got uh, a lot of the same thoughts, feelings I do, and when I forget something, he usually remembers it, or <laughs> he'll bring something up I hadn't thought about. So, uh, man, if I ever do hit it big and come out to Jersey, got to hook up with uh, Tommy and uh, make sure Dangerous Danny's there as well. We'll make sure it will, and, and if you come out to the uh, 80s wrestling con in May out here in New Jersey, we'll talk more about it later on in the episode. We're doing a big 80s wrestling con May 7th at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. In the daytime, it's going to be uh, the convention, and at the nighttime, it's going to be live ISW wrestling. Jumpin' Jay is flying in from Minnesota for this, so there'll be your one opportunity uh, one opportunity, Brain, to meet Jumpin' Jay and all the listeners out there, to see in person how tall this man is, is worth the price of a mission alone. You thought, you thought, you thought Slick? You thought, you thought Slick was messing with a girl that was seven feet tall? Where do you see Jumpin' Jay, man? You're, you're overbilling me, Tommy. I'm going to be a major disappointment to people. I'm, you're you know you're overbilling me. I'm, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna advertise you like they did back in the circus days or the carnival days or the, the world's tallest man. But you don't see your picture. You just see like the, you know you go to like the state fair and you see like the uh, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. You want to you want to book me as a sideshow freak on your next convention? I get you. I, yeah, I'm I, was to I know what you're saying, Brian. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Brian. Well, I'll start, right. I'll start buying a lot of tickets and try to uh, make it out there. But uh, when I think of 1988, I mean, uh, basically that year is when WWF cranked it up a notch on the storytelling uh, off the heat of 87, where everybody that was a big-time fan watched WrestleMania three on pay-per-view. The rest of the world took notice. And when they gave away that uh, Friday night's the main event – that's when, uh, for free on a Friday night, which is a, a night out for a lot of youngins, the uh, the U.S. had 33 million viewers out of a population of 245 million people, which is, to this day, they've never had more American eyes on wrestling. So, I mean, that was the height, and to, to come out with that, that twin ref storyline to, to get the belt off Hulk for first time in four years, that, just, that storytelling was phenomenal. And uh, and then that the uh, the mega powers forming, that was uh, basically just top notch storytelling that year that I don't think has ever been matched. Uh, 
you know, went all the way year long story with uh, Hulk and Randy teaming up. And of course you got uh, the, the big lob volley of, of deciding they're going to take J- Jim Crockett promotions out and uh, not only scheduling Survivor Series the year before on the same night as Starcade Thanksgiving night, which was typically NWA's night, but then they, they put the the very first Royal Rumble on USA TV for free up against the uh, the bunkhouse stampede. So I mean they were they just had an effort that year to to try and and crush the competition. And so basically that that's what ended up happening is Turner by the end of the year had to step in and and buy the promotion out. Um, that bunkhouse stampede had 18 guys on it, and six of those guys were in WWF by the end of the year. So, you know, very first SummerSlam, very first Royal Rumble. 88 was a, a focused, well-thought-out year for storytelling. And they, they didn't always execute everything perfectly. They, uh, the demolition, uh, powers of pain, you know, switching places. Uh, it was a little awkward. Uh, the tournament at WrestleMania 4, maybe not the best matches, but, but boy, they sure had their, their stuff together as far as storytelling that year. And uh, and yeah, like Danny said, I just I thought the world of Randy Savage as a champ. Uh, they did have to have Hulk uh, go film No Holds Barred, and and so that was a great way to transition. Um, Randy was the you know the only guy of those uh, '80s uh, slash '90s that golden era uh, champ that didn't actually get to to pin Andre on TV. But uh, I think that was maybe Andre not wanting to do the the job for. Uh, for Randy, but uh, uh, on a clean pinfall, he didn't like the baby oil that Randy wore. But uh, <laughs> but but uh, you know that was that was such a great uh, title run and such a great line of stories all year long. Um, I mean, they even took two of the uh, half of the the four horsemen. They took Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson. By the end of the year, they signed them away. And then at SummerSlam, when they had uh, Brother Love show and Jim Duggan showed up. They had been angling hard and thought they were going to get Ric Flair too, and it just uh, it didn't come to fruition for a couple more years. But uh, yeah, that year of storytelling and that year of uh, trying to stick the knife in the heart of uh, Jim Crockett Promotions—they just they were really focused and such a highlight of a year. Awesome, and that's that's really, 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 really good storytelling right there, isn't it, Jay? That, that Brian Brian the Brain can talk, man. He absolutely can well, talk, and he knows his stuff. And I think the key word is storytelling, because he hit the nail on the head. In 1988, WF was a master at storytelling, and that's what drew all of us in. That's why we're still talking about it heading into the year 2022. We're still talking about 1988 because of the storytelling. Absolutely, man. And I'm, I'm looking. I'm, I'm I'm googling right now, just looking at WWF 1988. And I'm looking at the superstars of wrestling. It's cool. They have the results of every single week for the whole year. Uh, and it's, it's, I miss these days so much, man. I'm, I'm going to just pick one random one. Uh, superstars of wrestling on January 23rd, 1988. And check out this lineup. Macho Man Randy Savage versus Barry Horowitz. You had Butch Treat and One Man Gang teaming against Ricky Hunter and W.G. Wellington. Billy Jack Haynes and Kemp Patera teamed up to take on Iron Mike Sharp and Joe 
Rito, Bret Hart, Danny Davis, and Jim Nighthart in a six-man tag team match against Rex King, Sam Houston, and Van Horn. You had Jim Duggan against Steve Lombardi. And then another six-man tag, Hercules, King Harley Race, and Rick Rude against Jerry Allen, Lanny Poffo, Scott Casey. This is the January 23rd, 1988 episode of Superstars of Wrestling that I totally want to find after we do this podcast and play it in the store today because that seems like a hell of a good time for an hour. I got uh, I'm glad you brought that up because there's a, a site that you guys and everybody who loves 80s wrestling should really check out. It's uh, run by Richard Land and uh, Matthew. I, I'm probably going to get it wrong. It's either Coffin or Cawthorn. History of the WWE. History of WWE.com. And it's got damn near every result uh, and and card from – 70s up through you know basically almost modern day the stuff i'm always looking at of course is 80s 90s but i meant to mention it and and uh last week danny was talking about getting that christmas gift of being able to go and watch wrestling the day after uh christmas and uh the card that he saw i think it was january 26th in uh, uh new jersey uh 1987 and he couldn't remember the entire card but if he goes to the history of we, we, uh, com, he'll be able to see that he got to see Ricky Steamboat against, uh, actually I think it was MSG he saw that, but Ricky Steamboat against Rick Rude, and he can see the entire rundown of all the matches. So anybody that uh, doesn't know about that side, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely recommend it, man. I actually, I'm a big, big, big fan of the old uh, – newspaper advertisements for when WWF came in the area. So I lived up here, so it was Madison Square Garden and the Meadowlands Arena. So it would be so cool, man. Like, And then they even do it for the, the, the B&C shows, too. Like I have some old newspaper clippings still from old shows they did at William Patterson College when I was a kid. And, and, and if you go to that website that you just said, they have tons of newspaper advertisement uh, pictures which are really cool. See, I, I recommend it too. Brian, we got a lot of calls on home, man. Just wanted to uh, thank you for all your support this year. And I hope you and your family have a happy new year. We look forward to talking to you soon. You as well. Thanks so much. Happy new year, guys. Take care. You, you too, Brian. Thank you so much. All right, Tommy, the conversation is just flowing. The 1988 year in review show is off to a great start. Like a nice glass of wine, brother. Like a, there you go, man. <laughs> what time is it let's out there? Little, let's talk more about let's let's talk more about before we go to the next call. Just for a, a split second, so we can talk to each other for a second. What what do we have to do to make this happen? To have you at, appearing uh, at 80s Wrestling Con as the world's tallest man, and we can, like I said, we can put you behind a curtain. Maybe charge three dollars a mission to come in and see you, and then we'll split mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I mean, I think what it would take is is me growing about three feet. Um, that <laughs> would do it. In lieu of that, maybe prop me up on a box, maybe some stilts. <laughs> he's, uh, everyone, he's not he's not really that. That's so what are you six five? <laughs> People are going to be very disappointed. I'll have to get what are you, some six uh, five. I'm about yeah, I'm about six five. Um, yeah, I'm a little over six foot five. Not quite six foot six. Used to be, but then my hair. I lost all my hair in a horrible aging accident. 
Um, so now I'm down to about six foot five. Yeah. So not super, <laughs> not super tall, but maybe taller than the average guy. I don't know. Well, Tommy, let's keep this 88 ball rolling. Now our production team tries to do an amazing, they do an amazing job, but they try to, to prep us on the name and the place that our callers are calling from. And this one, we got a name, but we don't have a location. So I'm just going to say from parts unknown, please welcome Tom to the show. Tom, welcome back to 80s Wrestling, the podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? How's everybody doing? Good. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. I'm uh, glad to uh, be a part of the show today. And uh, I hope you guys are doing really well. And uh, I hope the uh, the store's uh, doing uh, really good, Tommy. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, our production team has you down as parts unknown. You're, you're a Jersey boy, right? Yeah, that's right. Parsippany, New Jersey. Yes, sir. I remember you calling a couple of weeks ago, man. How are you? That's right, man. That's doing well, man. Doing well. Just getting over a bout of COVID, so I'm, I'm glad to be feeling better now. Oh, uh, so I was, sorry, I was out of commission for a couple of weeks. But uh, to uh, 1988, that was a great year for the WWF. And uh, I remember that first uh, Royal Rumble. And um, if, if my memory serves me right, I, I think Jim Duggan won it, if I, if I remember correctly. Um, and, I, you know, that, that – You there? That, yeah, that first Royal Rumble, I think it was Jim Duggan was the winner. And um, one of my big, big, um, big memories from that was, um, was SummerSlam that year. And I remember watching SummerSlam with a bunch of friends. And uh, I remember, um, I believe that Brutus Beefcake, uh, the barber, was uh, supposed to be the number one contender for the uh, Intercontinental title. And um, I guess he was injured or something happened to him. And he got injured. And um, I guess, um, you know, obviously uh, a honky-tonk man came out there and – and he was asking for, uh, you know, let me let me get somebody out here for competition. Let me get somebody out here. And then you heard the you heard the Warriors uh, theme, so that was really oh, yeah. really cool. Yeah, man, I, I I would I would say definitely Tom that that is probably, and I'm sure Jay will agree with me on this one. Uh, now that you said that, that's probably one of the the highlights of 1988 uh, when that music hit at SummerSlam. Oh, that, absolutely, that, absolutely. That I mean, I remember we 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 went nuts as. You know, as teenagers watching that, and we heard the Warriors' music start blaring when when Honky Tonk said, "Let me get somebody out here, somebody out here for competition, or let, get, get get somebody out here." And I think it was supposed to be Beefcake, and I don't remember exactly. I don't know if he was injured or whatever, but and then you heard the Warriors' music, and he destroyed him in like what was it, forty something seconds or whatever it was. Yeah, it was, I mean, looking back on it now, as you know, I'm involved in the business and understand it. And I'll look back on, on something like that. Like that right there, that made him a made man. Like honky tonk man yeah. had this title for so long and the way warrior beat him. I mean, and, and it helped that honky was so over at the hill because that, that, that really, 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 really helped elevate warrior even more. So yeah, that that's why I think that was definitely one of the highlights of 1988 was having ultimate warrior beat him in that fashion because that made warrior, a made man because honky tonk man was so over as a heel and held had that belt for so long. And, and I mentioned this on the podcast a while back too. It, it just say no disrespect to him or, or anyone else, but to say it was Butch Reed that had that title and warrior ran out that way. I, I don't think it would have gotten the same reaction because 
Honky Tonk Man was such a uh, hated heel, and his character was so invested with people that you know they, they they wanted to see him get his ass kicked. And the way that he did, and after having that belt for so long, uh, that 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 really, 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 in my opinion, helped Ultimate Warrior become as popular as he did. So that that Absolutely. match alone. Uh, is very, 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 very important in the history of the WWE. Absolutely. And you know what, guys? I think that also helped not only did, uh, Tommy did it make the Warrior, uh, Jay and Tommy, I think it also uh, put uh, SummerSlam on the map and made that a staple from there on out, you know? I agree. What do you think about that, Jay? I think that's a fantastic point because it was something that if you didn't see it, you felt like you missed out on it. So you weren't going to miss out on the next time SummerSlam came around. And what I love about that angle is if you talk about the moments that pop in your mind when talking about the Ultimate Warrior, that's one of them. But on the same hand, if you talk about the moments that pop into your brain when you talk about the Honky Tonk Man, that's also one of them, even though he was on the losing end. It was just such a great moment that it is cemented in all of our memories. Yeah, I think, Tom, I think you make a good point when you said that that match helped put SummerSlam on the map. I never, I'll be honest with you, Jay and, and Tom, I never even thought that until you just said that. But looking back on it now, 100% you are right, because that was the first SummerSlam. And after that show, the way he came out unannounced and the way he won in that fashion after Honky having that title for so long, you're saying to yourself, anything can happen at SummerSlam. So, yeah. You're right. He, that match did help put SummerSlam on the map, 100%. Absolutely, absolutely. So, guys, listen, I wanted to wish you both a happy New Year 2022. Keep up the great work with the podcast, and uh, I love listening to it every week. I, I look forward to it even when I can't call in. I always go back and, 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 and you know, listen to it. And uh, you guys are just amazing, and I can't wait to get to WrestleCon in, uh, in May. Looking awesome. forward to going to that event. Tom, just just, right. give you, just give you a quick heads up before you before you leave us. When you do go to that wrestling con in May, '80s wrestling con, May seventh at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey, bring a pair of binoculars with you because you're gonna have to look up and see how big Jumpin' Jay is. You don't want to miss with him, brother. <laughs> Yeah, oh, oh, he sounds like I'll tell you, you're making him sound like the size of a Hulkster. So he better. Brother, I'm, 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 I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself today. I'm ready to have some fun here, man. Let's have some fun. <laughs> That's it, brother. He better it's get out of here, here, man. Come on. Yeah, up, he's brother. gonna have to work on his suntan. He's gonna have to, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm expecting to see uh, somebody about the size of Hulk Hogan. But yeah. you know, anyway, guys, have a great yeah. New Year and Happy New Year. In all seriousness, you, thank you, you so Tom. much, Tom. You too, man. Thank you, brother. All right, thanks, man. Thank you. <laughs> Brother, I'm building you up as the world's dangerous man in this episode <laughs> you, here. Yeah. I don't know what you're doing, brother, but we're going to have a lot of disappointed <laughs> people in hey, New real Jersey quick, come next spring. We, before we go to the next call, I just, I just wanted to, to say that we're talking about you know, how this is the last episode of, of, of 2021. I, I can't believe how quickly this year flew for me because, I mean, I've been in the trenches. You know, I've been in the trenches, man. I've been running stuff pretty much – you know, every weekend I've been doing stuff, and and when when you, when you have that many shows going on and that many events, it, it's hard to even stop and breathe and be able to enjoy it all. Like right now, I'm off until well, I'm still at the store, but I'm, I don't have an event until January 10th with with Tito Santana and Greg Valentine. We're doing a feud of the 80s virtual signing, which is gonna be really cool, and you can have the opportunity to get. Uh, autograph of, of an action shot of both of those guys together, which is pretty unique and cool. And uh, 
I, I just it, it feels good just to have like two weeks off. So looking back at 2021, man, I, I just can't believe I can't believe we're two days away from the year being over because I just it flew by so quickly. I, I count it all the events we did, Jay, between uh, the virtual signings, the in-store signings, and the live events. We did 64 events in in, in 2021, and uh, I mean, I did I did I don't think we to me uh, I mean my company, but 64 events is a lot. So um, I'm I'm extremely extremely grateful for everyone this year that either you know did the virtual signing, came to one of the ISW shows, came in the store, uh, listened to the podcast. The podcast is a big part of it too. So I just want to say again, I can't stress enough how, how grateful I am to all you guys. And I just wanted to just let you know that. Very well said, Tom. And when you, you said 64 events, did I hear that right? Yeah, 64. Yeah. And when you consider there's only 52 weeks in a year, man, that's, you know, you're averaging more than one event a week, which is a hectic pace for sure. And so oh, man. part, of the, it's part of the reason that your flybys is you start counting time based on what events you have coming up, getting everything ready for those. And then that one's done. So you look forward to the next one right away. And so really, it, man, you're not, you're not counting days. You're counting events. And so yeah, I believe here, here, that your year flew by. Here's the, here's the thing, man. It's like, it's, it's not, I'm, I'm counting them. It's like, all right. So I just say, all right. So say this weekend, I'm just using for example, there's a virtual signing with Jake the Snake. It's, there's not. I'm just saying I'm just using it as an example. All right, so boom. Obviously, a lot of people are going to order stuff with the Jake the Snake. So now I have to mail, I have to mail all that stuff out. I have to pack. And a lot of people send them their own items, too. So then you got to pack everything up. you got to ship it back out. And then just say 150 people order autographed pictures. So you got to pack all them up, protect them, ship them out. So, dude, that takes at least at – least a week. I mean, it takes more because once once you start running almost every week, it's it just and, and and you're doing it by yourself. It's like stuff gets backed up. So it's like you, you're not even counting the measures. Like counting like, all right, let me please let me just get this last picture out before the next signing. <laughs> it, it just it's just trying to get everything out before the next virtual signing because it's a lot, you know. I believe it, man. So, uh, but I, I I imagine you're not planning on slowing down for 2022. So I can't wait to see. Uh, what it's like to have this conversation one year from today and see how you're doing. Um, yeah, I'm Thank excited you so for much, you. Man. Thanks, so, man. Let my, like I told you off the air, my my main priority for 2022 is ISPW, uh, Independent Superstars of Pro Wrestling. And I, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. I mean, you've already done such big things this year, which is still kind of a weird year. I mean, it's not 2020 by any means, but it's still a little weird. And so hopefully things keep getting better. And then 2022, you can just take, you know, and just go, just pedal to the metal type stuff. And so uh, we're definitely excited to see what the ISPW wrap-up conversation is heading into 2023. I'll tell you that. I'm looking forward to that conversation. But for today, Mm -hmm. let's keep this conversation going. We got two more callers who have been hanging on hold. Each of them been on hold for over half an hour. And so I'm so appreciative of that. We're going, listen, the East Coast. New Jersey area is representing this morning. We're going to Millville to talk to our good friend, Marty. Marty, welcome back to the show. Jumping Jay and Tommy, it's a pleasure to speak with you gentlemen. Hey, what's How up, brother? Oh, not much, man. Uh, just enjoying the show. I, I have the unlucky position of calling behind, you know, uh, <laughs> Danny from Butler and Brian Martino. <laughs> so, like, you know, but one thing I can't believe nobody's mentioned yet, 1988, SummerSlam, 
Miss Elizabeth on the apron. <laughs> oh, yeah. With the skirt coming off. Talk about it, brother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, honestly, looking back at 88, I just think it's like the year of the mega powers. I mean, I love the story with oh, all yeah. the warrior and honky tonk, man. But, you know, I uh, last time I called, like last month, I, I said I went to WrestleMania 4. And that was that moment to see the Hulkster, you know, bringing the Macho Man up like that and, you know, him winning the title. And since then, you know, they were off like a rocket ship. So that's what I, that's my fondest memory of 88. It's just those two guys just taking the sure. world by storm. Not even, not even 1988, man. You look, you look back just so you know, and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of us. Like what, what, what's your fondest memory of watching WWF as a child? It doesn't have to be the year. A lot of people yeah. are going to say the mega powers, man. And you're absolutely right. That was that was the year of 1988 for the WWF. You you hit the the nail right on the head. 1988 was all about the mega powers and the build up to WrestleMania five. And man, let me tell you something. The storytelling on that, there's no better storytelling than that. Back that's what that's what's so different now about the wrestling business than back then. Like. Dude, they, 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 they built up a storyline for one year from when Savage won that title at WrestleMania 4 until they got to WrestleMania 5. Bro, that's one year. One year. Yeah, it was even longer than that. If you look back in 87 with the Saturday Night's main event. Oh, yeah. They, they've built that up for a long time. But yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. I'm just saying, like, they, they, they knew at WrestleMania, yeah. they knew a year before WrestleMania 5 what the main event was going to be. And, and now I can guarantee you, you could tell because they, they, they announced matches, you know, a week before WrestleMania, which is my biggest, biggest pet peeve, is mm-hmm. that, is that you, they just throw matches together for the sake of throwing them together. And, and back then, like, the, the guys all beat up enhancement talent and it made every single wrestler look larger than life, where when they finally the two larger-than-life wrestlers actually wrestled, it meant something. Like, nowadays, you got stars wrestling stars. No one's even – there's not that many people right now that are stars, unfortunately. But what I'm saying mm-hmm. is you have name guys wrestling name guys, and they don't need to do that anymore because there's, there's no direct competition no more. WCW is not opposing them on Monday nights. So they, they can put on whatever they want. And the loyal – and the, look at the ratings. are The ratings have dropped so dramatically already that it doesn't matter what they put on there. The diehard, loyal WWF, WWE fans are going to watch it no matter what. So why – I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going into a totally <laughs> direction and topic. I guess we'll – No, I feel you're right. No, no, I'm saying, but yeah, like – Back then, man, like it, it was just it was just a different animal, man. But yeah, I, sorry to go off on a tangent, but you're right. Nineteen eighty eight, they built up a story. Yeah, and, and and look at the adversaries they had: Ted DiBiase, Andre the Giant. Like, you know, so yeah, as great as they were, their adversaries were equal to the task. Like that was you had to have them go against somebody like that, and then to finish it off with the Twin Towers. So they had this legit competition, and yeah. they made that first SummerSlam in '88 so awesome too. Absolutely, yeah, definitely man. The body is a special guest referee. It was just, it was, it was amazing stuff. Yeah, man, absolutely. Yes, yeah, so yeah. I, I, Jay, I think, I think, I think you hit it the nail right in the head there. 1988 was all about the mega powers, man. You can't talk wrestling golden era without talking about the mega powers. Tommy knows this is one yeah. of my favorite topics related to wrestling of all time because it was so well done. And listening to you two guys talk about the difference, like the storytelling back then when it came to the mega powers versus what they can do now. My brain's kind of going, I think a lot of it is we're, 
in a fast-paced world, we have social media. It's hard to keep things a secret. It's hard not to feel like you have to change plans to be fast-paced to meet people's attention plans. Back then, you could plan the mega powers, have it written on a chalkboard in the back, work on it for a year, and it never really leaked out to the public. Where now, I don't know if you could pull off that kind of storyline without somebody posting something somewhere and people finding out about it. Yeah, yeah 100%. You're right, man. And that's another, and that's another thing too. That why, and and I, I, I sometimes I feel like I'm I'm beating a dead horse with that. I keep saying this, but like back then, there was no internet, there was no newsletters. The only way you found out about what was going to happen is sitting down and watching it as a fan. And I think that the mystique was there because of that. And now nowadays it's just it's just too hard. Like if if you get a surprise, like I think I. I haven't watched I haven't watched WWE in a long time, but I tuned in uh, the end of this past Monday night. They had the wedding with Maurice and, and Miz and Eric Bischoff came out. Like I popped when Eric Bischoff came out because I didn't know he was going to be there. And I, I don't know. I'm not sure if they announced it on the the uh, websites earlier today that he was going to be there or not. But I didn't know he was going to be there. And, and when he came out, that popped me. Like the element of surprise is so 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 gone, and uh, mm-hmm. that 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 hurts the product. Yeah, man. You got you got me riled up, bro. You got yeah, yeah. you got me wanting to you got you got me wanting to rebook WWE right now because I'm 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 feeling it right now. Well, yeah, well, that's why. Listen, Tommy, I saw your uh, your bucket list, and I saw Wildwood was on there, and I said, "All right, so you're coming down south." So uh, well, hopefully, I'll be able to get a chance. I really want to um, go to the wrestling con in May, but I have a newborn coming the first week of April. So, you know, without and, and a two-year-old, it's going to be hard to get permission to head up to North Jersey for that one. But uh, we'll see. I, I have my fingers crossed still. I have I an idea. Tours around the house. I have an idea. Maybe if you tell your wife that you have a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to meet the world's tallest man. Oh, my maybe, word. Yeah, maybe she'll let you go. <laughs> I haven't used that chip yet, Tommy. That's good advice. <laughs> hey man, I, thank you so much for listening to the show all the time. I, I hope you and your family have a a wonderful uh, New Year, and, and I'm sure we'll talk to you before then. But good luck with the uh, upcoming baby on the way. All right, thank you guys so much. Thank you guys for the podcast, amazing, and you guys have a great uh, New Year. You too, bro. Uh, you too, Marty. Thank you so much, right. man. Thanks, bro. I love that he said he hasn't used that chip yet. Like, he's got this, I got to see the world's tallest man chip in his pocket. He's just saying that right <laughs> moment. I like Marty. He's a funny guy, man. That might, well, be, your Tom, that might be the new your new nickname for the, for the show, the world's tallest man, Jumping Jay. Yeah, but then uh, my fear is I'm 6'5". Some guy's bound to show up who's 6'6". And then what? I got to take had, my... Not, now when I have you on stilts and you're eight four, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there you go, brother. All right, man. The we got one last tallest man, jumping Jay. And I can tell you're on a little bit of a like you got like a, a school vacation vibe going. I can tell you I got on a the show. Pep. I got, got a little pep, pep in my step, step brother. Brother. I like it. I got, I got, I got a little pep in my step, man. I love you know, it. You know, I love it. I've, it's the first week I haven't had a signing all year long, so I, I'm not stre- I'm not stressed out tremendously right now. <laughs> I love it, man. Well, uh, it's, it's it's a joy to talk to you, and I got to share this joy. You talk with me. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on one second. 
You said it's a joy to talk to you today. So has it been a joy to talk to me for the other 51 uh, weeks of the year? Listen, man, it always is. But I was trying to do what they call a transition because we got a gentleman who's been oh, okay. hanging on hold for 43 minutes. <laughs> and I'm definitely well, trying to bring him on so that he can get on with his life. Well, here we go. You ready for this? No, 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 no. no. Let me wait one more second. I'll tell you why. Since he held on for 43 minutes, you said. Yes. We are going to send him a free 12-pack of autographed 8x10 photos, courtesy, oh, of the wrestling, courtesy of the wrestling collector. And we're going to get him on, and uh, I'll, I'll get his address off the air today. We're going to ship him out a 12-pack of autographed 8x10 photos for uh, patiently waiting that long. Tommy, that is very generous of you, my man. And so we're going to go now to the proud owner of 12, a gift pack of 12 autographed photos sent from New Jersey all the way to Hotlanta. Joe, welcome to the show, brother. Oh, yeah. You're talking 1988, probably the best year in all of Professional wrestling. You know, the pukesters out there. I'm not a big fan of the Hulkster. I hope you guys aren't either. Because in 1988, at WrestleMania 4 in Atlantic City, I had to go through not one, not two, not three, but four wrestlers. I bet I'll break the hammer. One man king. Well, Elizabeth, who else did I wrestle? I wrestled somebody else, and then I beat the million-dollar man. Oh, yes. I think it was easy to beat the million-dollar man after going through three other wrestlers. You're not insane in the brain. You understand what I'm saying, guys? The macho man did it. He won not just the belt, but they put out a new belt that year. They put out the winged eagle, man, and I still got it. I still wear the winged eagle. You know that? I'll, I'll polish it up every now and then. It's my, it's my greatest <laughs> Prize possession. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Dig it. Joe, let, let, let me first say, <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me first say either one, you're in extremely good mood today. Number two, you've been all up all night binge drinking and you're coming down right now, drunk as a skunk. Or number three, you're the macho man's long lost cousin, brother. Which one is it? Well, I'm not really sure myself, you know. Sometimes Elizabeth says I'm a little cuckoo, you know, cuckoo for cuckoo puffs, baby. I'm not really sure, guys. But what I'm going to go. I'm going to go with number two. <laughs> <laughs> what I can tell you, brothers. What I can tell you, is I can't wait to get those autographed pictures because I'm going to hang them up in my wrestling hall of fame, you know. And and uh, I hope you got them signed by all the guys I beat because even though I beat them, I do appreciate them. <laughs> Awesome, man. Uh, off the air, Joe, send us an email with your, uh, your, your mailing address. We're going to send you out 12 autographed 8x10 photos, courtesy of the Wrestling Collector. Now, you guys listening, we have a deal going on right now. If you go to thewrestlingcollector.com, thewrestlingcollector.com, and get a 12-pack of autographed photos, it's only $60, and we're guaranteeing – uh, this weekend, Jake the Snake Roberts as one of those photos. And, Joe, you're going to get a Jake the Snake Roberts autographed photo as well in your 12-pack. 
So anyone out there listening that wants to get a 12-pack, TheWrestlingCollector.com. Just order a 12-pack, and we'll make sure that Jake the Snake Roberts is in it. And also, Barry Windham, we had him a couple weeks ago. He'll be in it slick. So uh, you're going to get complimentary on there, Joe. Okay, this is Joe. Hey, Macho, <laughs> he, he took off. <laughs> Listen, Joe, I love the fact that not only did you hang on for 40 minutes on hold, but you knew you were going to do the Macho Man voice. And so you had that geared up, ready to go for 40 minutes, and you went for it. And I love that so much. I got the biggest smile on my face. The only thing that could make this conversation better for me is if I could just get 30 seconds of Macho Man talking to Tommy Sheik. <laughs> that would just end my 2021 with a bang. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, though. We're going to end 2021 with a bang because – I'm calling it in the ring right now. We're going to have right now, Joe, you're going to be, you're going to be the uh, judge. Okay. We are going to have for the first time ever right here on 80s wrestling, the podcast, a macho man impersonation face off between Tommy Fierro and Jumpin' Jay. And you're going to decide Joe, who has the better macho man impression. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to we're gonna hang let on, Tommy. Go first. Yeah, yeah, man. Here's, hang on. This, hang on. First of all, you can't have a guy that calls in doing a Macho Man impression not be part of this competition. Okay, he you is. have to have. No, he's he can't be the judge. He's got to be in this thing, brother. And second of all, you know I have a cold right now. The first thing when I picked up the, hey, the hey, phone hey. today, Tom go. Tommy goes. You don't sound so good, Jay. What, what's up? And I said, I got a cold. And so you're going to challenge me to a voice contest when I'm under the weather, and you're going to have Macho Man be the judge? I, I, I want to do a voice contest. I tell you what, man. If you're a pro, you, if you're a pro that voice, that, that cold doesn't matter. You can still be deal. a Macho Man. You can have your competition. I'm going to have you go one-on-one on one with the great one, Joe from Atlanta. Then... I'll be the judge. And whoever wins next week's episode, I'll take them on when I'm feeling better to crown the ultimate uh, Randy Savage in person. There you go. All right. Are you, are, you up, are you up for that? I'll do that. All right, Joe, are you up now, for that? Now, Jay, I want, you, I want you to put 30 seconds on the clock right now, okay? And just, and right. just, and just cut us off at the 30-second mark. We are going to talk 19. Uh, well, no, you know, just do this. I want you to cut a promo, Joe about Hulk Hogan, him thinking Hulk Hogan had the hots for Elizabeth and, and just be very, very upset about it. Okay. Give him a countdown, Jay. All right, Joe. You can begin your Macho Man impersonation in three, two, one. Lust in your eyes, Hulk Hogan. I saw you outside the ring staring at Elizabeth. You're jealous. You look at Elizabeth, and you're jealous of the world championship title that I hold. Oh, yeah, take it. You know, at WrestleMania 5, Hulk Hogan, the mega powers are going to explode, and I'm going to beat you. I'm going to pin you. One, two, three. Mean King, get over here. Cup of coffee is all you need to wake yourself up, Hulk Hogan, because the pukesters are going down. Yeah. All right, time's up. Time's up, Joe. He came in with a very hot take, Tom. <laughs> if, I, if 
I closed my eyes, I was watching wrestling back during the golden era. That is a great impersonation, and that's going to be tough to beat, Tommy. Okay, man. Do you, you think you have it in you? Oh, I, 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 I know I have it in me. All right, Joe, how did you, how did you feel about that, Joe? Good. Good. Joe feels good. good. He feels confident, Tommy, and I'm confident in him as well. But, Tommy, we're going to you now. Your Macho Man impersonation can begin in three, two, one. First of all, I do not do the fucking Macho Man voice. This is Tommy Schick, motherfucker. First of all, I'd like to say hello to all the wrestling fans all around the world, Bubba. They're not the Tommy Schick. I am the RSPW World Heavyweight Champion. I fuck it. I fuck you. No more question. Your time is up. Your time is up, sir. Listen, I don't, I don't know if you're trying to rib me because I asked to hear that or what, but clearly the winner of the Macho Man impersonation contest goes to Joe from Atlanta. Wow. I'll tell you what. Since 2021 is coming to an end, guess what? So is Tommy Sheik. You'll never hear that voice again, people. <laughs> Joe. Joe. Well done yeah, there. Sorry you got caught in the middle of this, Joe. Me, me and Jay been bickering all year long. It's finally coming to a head, brother. Well, if me and Gene Oakland was here, you know, he'd be saying, <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty inter- interesting, guys. <laughs> Here's Listen, I do think we stumbled upon something because if you are a fan of wrestling, doing some kind of Macho Man impersonation, it's just everybody's done it. Some of us don't do it very well. Others of us are pretty darn good at it, like Joe. I think it would be an awesome idea one episode to just have everybody who calls in give their best Macho Man impersonation. I think that would be a, I, an awesome way to spend an episode. I have another idea. I just came up with another idea. What's that? And, Jay, first of all, that's an excellent idea. But let's, 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 let's make it even bigger. Let's, 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 put the, let, let, let's, let's bring it to life a little bit more. How about as part of 80s Wrestling Con, May 7th in Morristown, New Jersey, at the Menin Arena, we have a Macho Man impersonation contest. Ooh. I, listen, you, it, it was a good idea when I said it two minutes ago. <laughs> it's a great idea when you take it to the next level. Yeah, I think that would be a, an awesome way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look showcase. into that. I'm going to look into that. Yeah, you make sure that there's no uh, trademark infringements on the oh yeah or anything. The Kool-Aid guy might be after you. Brother, I, I've gotten so many lawsuit letters in the last 20 years from <laughs> WWE, I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> Joe, thank you for calling in, brother. Thank you for bringing some joy uh, to the end of this, this episode here. Sorry you got into the middle of uh, a Tommy Sheik rant. He does that from time to time. That's no problem, guys, and Happy New Year. I hope uh, 2022 brings us all uh, good things. You too, well man. Said. Thank you so much. Don't, don't forget to send Tommy your contact information so you can get those, those autographed photos, brother. Okay, I email you, Tommy? Yeah, just email me. It's 80swrestlingpicks at gmail.com. So 80swrestlingpicks at gmail.com. 
And if you forget, well, I you believe there's a link on his website. Yeah. Okay. All right. Bless you, Joe. Have an awesome 2022. Okay. Wrestle and rock on. You as well, my friend. Joe from Atlanta. Listen, man, he hangs on for 40 minutes. He's gifted a very generous 12-pack from you. And then he comes in with a hot Randy Savage impersonation to lead off the conversation, man. This is why you love wrestling fans. This is what oh, it's yeah. about, man. It, you Absolutely. know, the conversation we were having sparked in him to call in as Randy Savage. I love it, man. Big smile on my face. Yeah, and, and I think that I just got my next uh, uh, special attraction for 80s Wrestling Con, doing a Macho Man impersonation. I think that would be fun. I think people would really enjoy that. Whoever does the best voice uh, will pick up some kind of you know prize from them. But just, I, I love things like that, different you know, interactions that and, and things fans can do. And we're going to be incorporating a lot of that into this upcoming 80s wrestling con, May the 7th. And guess what, guys? Tickets go on sale later today for 80s wrestling con. Originally, it was going to be New Year's Eve, but the website is going to go live by early evening. And it's just going to be admission tickets available right now. Uh, for uh, different packages of, of autographs and stuff like that. that uh, we'll probably have that information and info up on the website probably. I'm aiming for the uh, middle of the month, so maybe the 15th. But for now, we'll, we'll do a, a mission ticket on sale. But we're going to do a lot of special activities at 80s Wrestling Con. Um, we, I'm not 100% we're going to do the Macho Man thing. I'm just, it's, a, it's an idea. But what we are going to do is, yeah, yeah, what we are going to do is a live episode of 80s Wrestling, the podcast at Menon Arena for 80s Wrestling Con. Obviously, I know everyone can probably figure it out. I won't be able to do it because I'll be running around with a chicken with its head cut off, but Jumping Jay will be. And I'm going to be searching for a special guest co-host to do it with you. And I have someone in mind, but I'll I'll confirm that with you. Uh, Also, we're going to be doing a live 80s wrestling auction at 80s Wrestling Con, wrestlers that are going to be appearing there will be bringing a you know a ring worn item, whether it be a, a a pair of tights or boots or knee pads or something like that, and uh, it'd be an awesome opportunity to to bid on and and win uh, part of wrestling history. Also, we are going to be doing a uh, we'll be doing a lot of stuff. We'll be advertising and announcing all that in the upcoming weeks, but. More information for these special events at 80s Wrestling Con and the entire list of talent that's already been signed to appear will be on 80swrestlingcon.com by uh, this evening. So definitely uh, stop back tonight and check that out. And then also, I'm very excited for this, uh, ispwwrestling.com. It's up right now with the coming soon. That's going to be launching by early this evening as well. So you'll be able to go on the ISPW website and uh, check out the roster and some other news. Again, that's 80swrestlingcon.com uh, for the um, live event info coming later this afternoon. And then ispwwrestling.com for uh, all ISPW stuff. But I just wanted to thank you, Jay, because you're, you're a major factor behind that. And, uh, again, I, I said this before and I said it again, but since it's the last episode of the year, I can't thank you enough. Uh, for all that you've done 
for for not only for me but for the brands that I'm I'm running right now. Uh, you know, you're the young, un, you're the unsung hero of, of 80s wrestling con. You really are. Uh, Jay is behind the scenes doing the websites and getting all the orders going up on there for you to do. And I just I just can't. And then doing the podcast and how great you are and how. You make me. Uh, I feel very comfortable talking to you, so it's it's easy for me to be me when I'm talking to you. I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's the truth. But I just want to thank you so much for everything you've done uh, for for all of us this year, and and you're a big part of the success of '80s Wrestling Con. Well, thank you, Tommy. I, that means a lot to me. And as I've told you before, I just I enjoy and I'm appreciative that you took me along on this ride, and so I can't wait to see where this all goes. It's been a heck of a year. Podcast-wise, this is episode 49, which means the first episode in the new year is going to be a big one, episode 50. That's a, that's a milestone. And so I'm, I'm delighted we've made it there, brother, and I can't wait to see where everything lands one year from now. Or next, next week's the 50th episode, huh? We're going we're gonna to get a guest on for next week, 100%. I love it, man. Yeah, we're going to have a guest next week, guys. I'm not sure who yet, but next week's the 50th episode. We're going to go big. Love it, man. I love it. Until then, I hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, Happy New Year. I hope everyone has a great New Year's Eve tomorrow. I hope everyone has a great New Year's Day. And uh, WWE's pay-per-view is going to be on New Year's night. I'm actually going to watch it, Jay. I'm going by a friend's house. Uh, This will be the first time I sat down to watch a pay-per-view in a really long time. So I'm actually looking forward to it. Hope everyone has a great weekend. And, uh, again, later this afternoon, early evening check out 80swrestlingcon.com along with ispwwrestling.com until then we'll catch you next year right here on 80s wrestling the podcast